Welcome to the Encounter Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this week's message. Hallelujah, family. Let us just start with prayer. Father God, we thank you so much for this opportunity to be in your presence again, O oh Lord. Lord, we thank you, O oh Lord, that your word is never failing, that it is timeless and timely, O oh Lord. And right now, Father, I ask that in this moment, O oh Lord, that you be lifted up, that you may draw all men unto you, O oh Lord. Lord, just push me down, O oh Lord, and let your Holy Spirit rise. For, Lord, you are the author and the painter, O oh Lord. Have your way as you feed us the word that we need in this hour. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, family, to those who are in your rooms, in your cars, some in the bathroom to get away from the kids, wherever you have to be today in order to hear the word of the Lord. I just praise God that in this moment that you turned on right now, because God does not make a mistake. And there is no mistake that in this moment that we are gathered here in his presence. And even though we may not be in the house of the Lord, the building of the Lord, we are in the presence of the Lord because he is everywhere. Today, family, I want to acknowledge that in this month of May that mothers this month have probably been working harder than they've ever worked before. Some of us know what it felt like to be our great-great-grandmothers at this point where your kids are home all day and all night, and you're cooking three meals a day. And so in this month of May, I want to just acknowledge again all of those mothers who are out there doing things that they didn't think was possible to secure the tribe. Amen? Amen. You know, about, what is it, eight weeks ago, our whole world changed. Literally. The whole world changed. The whole world entered into a common story regardless of race, creed, religion, geographical location. And in a heartbeat, the borders of the world shut down. In a moment, our creature comforts were taken away. I can't go to Ross anymore. I can't send my kids to school anymore. That's my mental health plan. It's good for their education, but it's good for the family. I can't go see my colleagues anymore. I can't see my friends anymore. That expensive car you bought, it doesn't matter. It's just sitting in the driveway. However many of thousands of dollars you have in your bank account, you can't do anything with it anyway. Stop ordering for Amazon. That's a whole other thing. But you can't do the things you used to do. The movies, you know, when you love to go to the movie on Friday night to de-stress, there is no movie theater now. There is no vacation. All that money you spent on that ticket, they won't even let you on the plane now. You can't even go see your therapist unless you're on a video camera. You can't go to the doctor unless, unfortunately, you have been impacted by this disease. The things that we have built our life on to bring us comfort have been shut down overnight. Now, I would find it just happenstance if it was one country and if it was one state. But every country of the world, every state, 
every city, every company, every school in the world is not a coincidence. And whether you believe God created it or man created it, God is still in control. And so as I was seeking the Lord, and some people know for about four weeks I went silent. Because I remembered that I needed to listen to the wisdom of the elders that came before me. And you ever seen the elders just get quiet? Your great-grandparents, they just, they just kind of back up. Give me a sec. Baby, I'll call you in a little while. I can't talk right now. Or late at night, you hear them pacing through the room. See, some of them lived through Great Depressions. Some of them knew poverty and brokenness. Some of them lost their whole families. Some of them have seen crisis like we never saw before. And in a season of a world pandemic, there are moments where you have to stop and say, Lord, I just need to hear from you. If I don't hear from you, Lord, I'm not confident. But let me tell you all, two weeks from Pentecost Sunday, the Lord wants us to remember something. He wants us to remember something. If you stay with me, we're going to walk through the word today. He said, Genji, tell my people about my goodness. Tell my people about my goodness. Tell my people that even in a world pandemic, I am still God. I am still high. I am still working it out. I still am the great I am, the alpha and the omega, the great physician. I am the one who will do signs, wonders, and miracles. He said, my people, do not forget to call out my name. Because if my people humble themselves in their homes, in their cars, in the grocery stores, to their colleagues, if my people humble themselves to just me. See, it's a world pandemic, but it's all about you. The world has gotten so far away from who God is. And today... As we go into the Psalms, the book of Psalms, you guys can go ahead and turn to Psalms 27. Wanted to remind us of David. See, David was a man of men. He did a lot of the sins that lots of people do, man and female. But see, David knew God in the low, and he knew God in the high. And then he knew God in the valley again, and then he knew him on the mountain, and then he knew him in the valley again, and then he knew him on the mountain, but he always knew God. And he always knew that even in the valley, the mountain peak would come. And so the heart of David, when you, people, when you hear people talk about David's heart, this is something I can't sing, but I tell you, if I could, I would worship like David, because I get it. The heart of David is... Even if you persecute me, I will worship you. Even if you take all this world from me, I will worship you. You could take my house, my car, my family. You could take my health, and I still will say that you are God. And so in this season, still of the resurrection before Pentecost, did you guys even notice that spring came? 
Spring came during the pandemic. Spring came, and the sun went up, and the sun went down. And the sun went up, and the sun went down. And the flowers bloomed. And the flowers are more beautiful than they've ever been before. And the ocean regenerated itself from poison of humanity. And the sky cleared up because he loves the world. That while he's taking care of our spirits, he's healing the land. And so in this season, when you are shut in and locked in into your house, into whatever situation you're in, it may not be the best situation. But if the Holy Ghost resides in that place, he can make the best out of a bad thing. That he wants to enter into our homes. That he wants to enter into our hearts like never before. And in Psalms 27 verse 13, this is what David says. I am still confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And some say, I will, I am, remain confident. I am still confident. Christians, don't lose your faith. This is the hour that faith is born in. This is the hour that we were given the gift of faith and the gift of great faith. This is the hour where we look back at God and we count it all good. We count it all joy. This is the hour where our confidence lands in him, not in the politicians, not in the doctors, not in the medicine, but in God, the living Christ himself. It says, I am still confident. I said, Lord, why'd you say still? Mm, that water's so good. Just tastes fresh. Why, Lord, still? He said, because you were confident when it was all good. And you were confident when everything was great. You were confident when you got that new car. You were confident when you got that degree and you thought it would give you the job of your life. You were confident when you got that husband or wife you're now tired of. You were confident when he blessed you with those kids. You were confident when you had more than enough in your account. You were even confident when the IRS deposited you money in your account. You were confident. You were confident in the good. So don't lose your confidence when you feel like it's all bad. Because when you feel like it's all bad, the heavenly host and God himself are working things out on a scale we can't even comprehend. It's a world pandemic. That means God is dealing with the world right now. Not just America, not just Asia or Africa, but the world. Be confident that the same God that got you to that mountain is still with you in that valley. And then he says, I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Boy. Mm. So I started riding my bike again because I just need some freedom, honestly, just me and the bike. So I started riding the bike again, and the Lord turned them into prayer rides. So now I'm riding, and he said, look at my goodness. And as I look... I see roses blooming like I've never seen before. I see neighbors saying, hi, neighbor, that would never talk to me again. 
before. I see people helping each other. I see less hecticness in the streets, less chaos in the streets. He said, tell them of my goodness that you'll see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I see families becoming families again. Not perfect, but families again. Mothers turning to their daughters, sons turning to their fathers. I see time. Time is one of those things we don't get back. And the world system has stolen time from us and from God. But God gave us time back to sit with your kids and to tell them of the goodness of the Lord. To sit with your spouse and be reminded why you fell in love. To sit with yourself and to see why God thinks you are the best thing he ever created. The goodness of the Lord is right before us in our face. It is now the time to shift, to shift, to shift from looking at all things death and all things evil and all those things that fear and scare us. And it is time to turn back to where our help comes from and to say, Lord, in this season, show me your goodness. Show me your goodness. See, there's some people who won't make it through this pandemic. Bless their souls. For those of you who have lost people, my heart is with you all. Many of them, I hope, are with the Lord. He told me, why do you worry about the dead? They are with me. Bless them on their journey to the Lord. But you are still in the land of the living. If you have breath in your lungs right now, you should cry out to him. If you have breath in your lungs, you should call out his name, Jesus. If you have breath in your lungs, you should just say thank you. If he walked into this room right now, what would you say? He is right there with you right now. That feeling you feel is the Holy Spirit. The Lord is omnipresent. He is omnipotent. There is nowhere we can go that he is not there. If we go to the depths of the oceans, he is there. Wherever we go, and the Lord has not left nor forsaken us he is correcting us because he wants us to see his goodness see that was one of the secrets the old generations had before they had the nice cars and they could travel anywhere and they had the great education and they had all the accolades one of the things they had is they knew that I'm just gonna go sit on my porch with my sweet tea I'm just going to rock in my rocking chair. I'm going to just listen to the birds. Mm. I'm going to just feel the sunshine. I'm just going to stop and listen to the kids laugh. I'm just going to sit and laugh so hard that I cry. And a lot of those these days. I'm just going to try something outrageous for the Lord. I'm just going to smile at somebody, even in my face mask. All you do is you lift your eyes open a little more. They may not see your cheeks, but just lift your eyes and your eyebrows. I figure this out. This is how you smile at people with a face mask. Go ahead. Go like this. I am still confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. If you are living today, won't you just praise his name? 
If you have breath in your body, won't you praise his name? Because, see, some of us aren't worried about COVID. We're worried about diabetes. We're worried about cancer. We're worried about other things. Some of us have been living with chronic illnesses for a long time, and we have found how you worship God even in the midst of the fear of the unthinkable. But if you are still right here right now, then he still has glory for you. He still has goodness for you. He still wants to reveal himself to you. He still wants to show you how much he loves you. He still has a call, a purpose, a reason, and a meaning over your life. For you mothers and fathers that are living with your kids 24-7 and working, bless your heart. But let me tell you what the Lord said to me. I'm going to share this with you. He said, you thought you were their physical mama, but you're the spiritual mother. The greatest gift we could give our kids right now is to step up and be the spiritual parents they need. They got enough of the world, but the spiritual parents they need, tell them the stories of how we made it over. Tell them the gospel stories. Tell them about Matthew. Tell them about Esther. Tell them about Sarah. Tell them about Jacob. Tell them about Isaac and Abraham. Tell them the stories of how we made it over. This is our first pandemic, but it's not God's. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I'm excited because it's hit my house. Because a preacher got to live it before. It's hit my house. And my son came to us one day. He said, Mommy, can we do communion today? And I said, William, Daddy, come here. Come here, Daddy. He comes in the room. Tell your Daddy. Daddy, I want to do communion today. Why? Because God is so good. When the babies can see it, and they've lost their creature comforts, they lost their friends, they lost their teachers, but they know that there's something good in the air. They can feel the glory of God, the heart of God. And the Bible tells us that we should be like children to enter into the kingdom of God. Let us in this season make our hearts like children. Because you don't need that car, grown man, and you don't need that bank account, grown woman. You can't do nothing with it right now anyway. Hallelujah. Verse 14 says, wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Wait for the Lord. Some of us waiting is really hard. We live in a society that has made us like this now. Everything has to come now. But the word says, wait on the Lord. Wait on him in your house while you're cooking, while you're holding your spouse, while you're holding your children. Wait on the Lord. Wait on him. Open the door and invite him in and say, Lord, I'm waiting on you. Lord, show me yourself new. Reveal yourself, Lord. Come into my house. Come into my heart. Come into my family, Lord. I just wait on you. No one else may be able to come through this door, but you can. Wait on the Lord. See, a lot of us have ran ahead of God. We ran so far ahead of God that we ran on somebody else's path, and your path was over here. Some of us went the easy route instead of the slim route. Some of us went the way of the world instead of the way of God. And God is doing a correcting of the world. And he's saying, wait on me. See, what I love about God in this waiting season, can I tell y'all? 
See, in this waiting season with God, this is where you gather with him. This is where you get intimate with him. This is where you renew your relationship with him. This is that secret place where no one can go. This is that place where every fear and concern you have right now, he already knows. This is that place when you're thinking something and then someone says, you're like, how did that happen? It was God. This is that place. But the thing about God is when he says, wait on me, it's because he's got something for you. He doesn't ask us to wait on him and then leave us stranded and hanging. He didn't send us into our houses for eight weeks to not show up. That's not God. That's man. God is present. And some of us can't feel it right now because the church is gone. We can't go into the church house. But he said, I am the church house. And then what he said is to me is he said, Gingy, if my people who are called by my name wait on me in this season, if they bring me into their houses, if they bring me into their cars, if they bring me into their jobs, if they speak with me, if they fall on their face before me, if they enter into the holy of holies with me where only them and I can go, if my people wait on me, then won't I bring a revival? It's no way individual Christians could wait on God, and then when they gather together in fellowship, he doesn't explode. The evidence of if we waited on the Lord, if we sought him in this season, if we did not give away to the walls of the world, will be the breakout after we are released from the pandemic. There is a correction going on. And then he says, be strong and take heart. Now, the worship team, this is how you know it's the Lord. They didn't know what I was preaching, and I didn't know what they were singing. But God is God. And he said, be strong. Saints, this is not the season to get weak. This is not the season to act like you don't know Christ. If you have a mustard seed of faith, that is all you need in this season. This is not the season where you crawl up and you say, I'm an atheist. This is not the season where you go to other religions. This is not the season where you turn to other people. This is not the season where you cry because you didn't get an IRS stimulus check. This is not the season where you break. This is the season that the body of Christ was created for. This is the season that if we lift him up, all men will be drawn unto him and the glory of the Lord and his train will fill the temple. Don't minimize your assignment where you're at right now. We all are disciples. We are preachers of the gospel. And wherever your feet tread right now is where your season is. Be strong. I said, God, I can't see a month. He said, I can. Don't worry about it. Really? That's how we're doing it, Lord. That's how we're doing it, Gingy. That's how he talks to me sometimes. He said, be strong. I don't feel strong right now. Okay, well, if you don't feel strong, I'm still strong. 
And because the deposit of the Holy Spirit is within me, my flesh and my mind may not feel strong, but the Spirit of God in me is going to make me get up and take off those grave clothes and come out of that tomb and declare the testimony of the Lord in the land of the living. That is strength. If you can't find your strength right now, get a pen, get a paper, go hide somewhere in your house and ask God, what did you promise me? What did you promise me, Lord? Because even if hell breaks out against me, the promises of the Lord are irrevocable in your life. He will fulfill what he set out to do. I had a moment, I went down, down with the Lord. I said, Jesus, Jesus, please don't let this hit my home. Jesus, spare my family. And I got to a place where I got to crying out so much that I forgot to look up. And then after the few days had passed, and he and I had tarried at night. My husband even said I'd wake up, praying in tongues, go back to sleep. It was just one of those few, it was about four days. He said to me, Gingy, remember the promise. He said, I promised you and your husband would grow old with your children. He said, I promised you and your husband would grow old with your children. Because, see, this is not my first go-round. I've almost died twice. I had diabetes that should have took me out once, right? This isn't my first time I've been fearful of death or of my family leaving. But God back then, his promise back then is the same promise in the midst of the pandemic. You forgot the promise, but he didn't. See, that's the goodness of God. That's the goodness of God. Is he just waiting for you to go ahead and pull that promise back out? Go ahead, take it out your pocket and be like, remember this? This is my promise, Lord. Remember this? This is my promise, Lord. Right? This is what God wants. He doesn't want us to look to man for the answer, but he wants us to look to God. And if he had wanted us to look for man, they would have found a cure already. And if they had wanted us to look to men, men would be getting along right now. But apparently, all men need to bow down and worship that Jesus Christ is the Lord and Savior, and the way that will happen is if you strip every creature comfort. You shut down the borders. You shut down the schools. You shut down the banks. You shut down the educational system. What you got left? The first thing you started with, Jesus. God himself, your first love. Your first love. The one who knew you and knitted you in your mother's womb before creation. This is the goodness. The goodness of God is that he has been with you at every step of your life. He's been in the greatness. He's been in the heartbreaks. He's been in the sin. Yes, he was there in the sin. He wasn't happy about it, but he was there. He's been there with you in the glory. And he's there in the present. And the thing about God is he's even there with you in the future. See, we ain't been to the future, but he's been to the future. He could see the other side of this. He could see the generations in this. He could see what will come out of the body of Christ if in this season we take full advantage of the pause button. Because see, the pause bot button on the world got pushed. 
Paul's. But the button in the spirit didn't get pushed. It's still playing. The heavenly hosts are still going back and forth. God is still pouring out his blessing. Everything else, but all of this is manifested glory. Manifested glory. Whoo! The Lord said to call down that manifested glory. We have weeks until Pentecost come. And don't you know that on the day of Pentecost, that back in the first century church, that they were locked up in the house, and in the house they prayed, and they prayed, and they couldn't go anywhere, not because men told them, but God told them. But they took full advantage of the prayer shut-in moment. So when the day of Pentecost came, and the tongues of fire came, and they began to preach the gospel, 3,000-plus people got got saved on the first sermon. And that was only men. They didn't count the women and children. Oh, Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. Family of God. He said, take heart. Take heart. Do you feel that? Put your hand on your heart right now. Just take heart. Take the world's heart, take God's heart. And his heart is so sweet. Who just feel that it is so precious. His beat for you is so loud. Don't take the world, take God's heart. The love of Christ. The love for you as a creation. And now take that heart and give that love to whoever you are around right now care if they made you mad. You know they made you mad. You made them mad too. Mm -hmm. But take heart because God has not left or forsaken. And the Lord wants to use you right now to be his heart in the world. To be his heart in the world. The body of Christ. Even in the body, the greatest component of the body is the heart. The body cannot function if the heart is not pumping blood throughout the whole body. Take the heart of God right now. Forgive whoever you need to forgive. Forgive yourself. Forgive whoever created this pandemic. Forgive all the things that make you angry right now. Forgive your children. Forgive your parents. Forgive your spouse. Take heart because he has forgiven us. On the cross, he said, Lord, for God, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. Yeah, that happened during the season of pandemic. At the resurrection on the cross, before the resurrection, he said, God, forgive them, for they know not what they do. That is the goodness of God. And then he says, David says, and wait on the Lord. In this part, when Jesus was on the cross, last thing he said is, into my hand into your hands i commit my spirit in this season of wait commit your spirit back to god okay not that superficial commit you know i like you lord you like me too okay not that one not that god i like you right now when my bank account is full thank you so much lord for that deposit not that one but that type of wait on god that you may be feeling like you on a cross right now you may even be in a household that's not safe physically you may be somewhere you don't want to be right now. 
But even in this moment, in this hour, just raise your hand and say, Lord, into your hands I commit my spirit. I commit my spirit. That means I commit my fear. I commit my ego. I commit everything that makes me human and spiritual to you. I commit my strength. I commit my weakness. I give you my tears. I give you my brokenness. I won't hide anything from you, Lord. I'm right here right now, Lord. Meet me right where I'm at, oh, Lord. Lord, right now I want to gather with you, oh, Lord. Right now, Father God, I wait on you. I give you myself right now. If you've been a Christian for 40 years or you're about to be a Christian today, today is the day of new birth for you. Some of us may need to thank God for the pandemic. And that's hard one right there. Why? Because you needed to slow down and see him. You were running into a brick wall anyway. You were on a train straight to hell anyway. And this pandemic actually may have saved your life. It may have actually extended more grace to you. It may have actually kept you out of harm's way. And so while we're broken and crying over something we lost, it's time to rejoice over all the things that we have gained. And in this season, the goodness of the Lord is present. Today, go look at a flower. Go look at a child. Look at yourself, look at yourself in the mirror. You just look so beautiful. And I know you don't have your eyelashes and your hair, your hair cut or none of that. But God created you with all that, so he loves it. Some of us are in our very natural sins. I don't have no hardly no makeup on. Who cares anymore? Who cares anymore? You can't do who cares anymore. At the end of the day, what mattered was God and his people. God and his people. And so, family, as we sit in our homes, as we wait on the Lord, take heart and be strong. And the way you do that, go look for his goodness. It's not far. It's right there. It's beautiful. It's everywhere you look. There is more goodness in this season than there is pain. And if you need prayer or if you need someone to help you, call your churches. Email your pastors. Call the prayer warriors. Because just because the building is shut down doesn't mean the work of God's people is shut down. And I want to leave you with this. Psalms 27, verse 4. One thing I ask of the Lord, this is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. Seek him in the temple where you're at now. And when we come back together in the fellowship of the saints and we seek him in the physical house, there should be a great revival that breaks out because we have not been shut in, we've been prayed in. We haven't been hopeless, we've been hopeful. Some of us know God like never before. And when the Davids and the worship leaders come into the house and the body of Christ come behind them, won't there be a sound that changes the world? 
This is the season of the risen Savior. This is the season of God. And just because you are locked in doesn't mean God is. Find him. He's good. And his goodness is right there right now. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you. We thank you, Jesus, that you have not left nor forsaken us, but that you are right here in it with us, Lord. And we thank you, Father, that even though we may be in something we've never experienced, that you have, oh Lord. And Lord, I just want to give you all the glory and all the honor, oh Lord, because what you're doing is greater than anything we can see. And right now, Lord, touch your people where they are. Lord, invade their homes right now. Let the Holy Ghost fire fall down, oh Lord, that for the next couple of weeks that it be transformed and changed. Let all your children come unto you. Let the atheists believe in you. Let those who know who think they know another God learn of the one and true living God. And right now, Jesus, we will take this world by storm. We don't need cars. We don't need bank accounts. We don't even need to leave our homes. But right now, we are gathered in the spirit and we call down the fire in the name of Jesus that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord. In the mighty and matchless name of Jesus, amen and hallelujah. Thank you for listening to the Encounter Church Sermon of the Week. If you would like to learn more about us, please visit EncounterJesus.us or search for Encounter Church San Leandro in your app store.